0: Radio network.com just a very moment I will be live on Facebook I'm now live on Facebook live good afternoon ladies and gentlemen boys and girls moms and dads children of all ages welcome to living on a thin line with Tony Visick. I am the Tony Visick mentioned in the title we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time uh, which currently is uh, jives with uh, jibes not jives no jive jive we could jive I don't know jibes with uh, pacific standard time but once daylight savings time is in it will be mountain standard time um but i've told you that oh so many times um all that being said we come to you every day at 2 p.m uh, the show is your daily distraction while the anger anxiety weirdness and hoopla in the world today um we're on three networks comedy schools radio network.com youtube comedy schools facebook live and the show is normally built around one two or three things First one being your questions and comments right here on the aforementioned social media where we attempt to comment back or answer your questions. Uh, also, oftentimes we have some knick-knack or a doodad or a little piece of fluff or autograph or God knows what uh, laying around here in the how and uh, we show it to you and attempt to uh, weave a story around it. Also, also uh, we recommend one to two artists or piece of music based on our vast vinyl album, our compact disc collection. Uh, Hello, Champ de Blasio. Hello, Kevin Brown. Hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. The entire living on a thin line family is beginning to gather, a gathering of the tribes, as we do every day at 2 p.m., as we take a break from uh, everything that we need to take a break from. You know, sometimes, don't you even find it you have to take a break from fun? You ever had so much? Our generation, and that's going to include Champ and I, Champ and I are the same age, thereabouts were boomers boomers hello boomer hey boomer uh and i remember being in my late teens and people going you don't want to hang out with those guys man they party too hard those dudes party hard man so there became a level of partying and at a certain level of partying you were actually doing physical violence on a regular basis to your uh your your physical being uh then people started dying from drug overdoses and alcohol, from too much partying. Do you know the number of iconic musicians who died in their mid to late 20s from drugs and alcohol? We all know Jimmy, and we all know Janice, and we all know Jim, you know. And by the way, if you need full names of those, um, I would suggest uh, uh, I would suggest watching um, Teletubbies on YouTube. Um, they died, but countless other ones have as well. Um, Rod McKernan, who was nicknamed Pigpen, who was an original member of the Grateful Dead, seldom talked about now, but uh, an important part of uh, the early Grateful Dead, uh, died at 27 from alcohol poisoning, drank himself to death. Now, I drank a lot in my day, and I'm going to bet that a lot of people that watch this show either have drank a lot, uh, and that's right, uh, Michael Bullwinkle, hey, Michael, how are you? Point out, uh, bon Scott. was Bon Scott 27 when he died from ACDC? Yeah, and by the way, listen to early ACDC records. They might not have quite the power drive they later had after uh, um, uh, Mutt Lang got a hold of them and produced uh, Back in Black. But uh, that voice was stunning. That voice was stunning. I think he died uh, in his late 20s from uh, alcohol poisoning, just from drinking himself to death. You know how much you have to drink to drink yourself to death in your late 20s? The amount of alcohol you have to pour into your system, there's a reason too. Okay, I'm going to tell you what the reason is, as explained to me by a guy. I'm going to tell you about this guy. Okay, you're going to find this interesting. There was a guy who was a short order cook in a bar that I worked at in the early to mid '80s. Okay, uh, uh, Kirk, Nerby wants why I'm dissing the Teletubbies. Sorry, Kirk, I um, didn't realize I was talking about your family. Uh <laughs> uh uh tina Lawson says several guys we knew from house springs passed away because of drugs and alcohol man that and that's what i'm talking about mike i'm talking about when you know we were all young people partying in burns mill missouri when i was living in river cabins you know uh, out in fields and high ridge and, you know all the places we used to gather and drink and dance and love and drugs uh that several of our friends uh just started Pass uh, uh, dying, and of course, in that town where everybody did 90 miles an hour on country roads, uh, automobiles were a factor too. But let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. According to the short order cook, and it makes absolute sense. So many people die in their late 20s from drug and alcohol poisoning. So this guy was studying to be a doctor. His dad was a doctor. His brother was a doctor. His uncle was a doctor. He was going to be a doctor, and he had moved from Colorado. To Los Angeles to I believe pursue medicine at UCLA and he moved there with his lovely bride Now he's working in Hollywood West Hollywood to be exact living in Hollywood. Here's a little thing uh, You don't realize about Hollywood Hollywood is where while well, you're standing in the grocery line someone who's on your favorite TV show Is standing in front of you there was a guy named Joe Santos who played a cop on Rockford Files One day I'm at a grocery store at Alpha Beta on Santa Monica Boulevard and he's right in front of me You start talking to him They're everywhere. They're everywhere. TV personalities, musicians, sometimes waiting on you because things went weird. This guy was going to be a doctor and moved there with his bride. His bride was driving along one day and stopped at a red light and a car pulled up next to her, a very fancy car, and a guy who kind of looked like her husband but wasn't her husband but was an actor in a fancy car said, hey, how you doing? She goes, how you doing? He goes, you want to go for a drink? She goes, where? He goes, over here. So that guy was Paul Michael Glazer from Starsky & Hutch. She went off and had a drink with Paul Michael Glazer and left the individual I'm talking about high and dry and alone. And he just kind of snapped and just decided to become a short order cook. He later remarried. He regained his life, but that's what happened to him. Anyway, he was almost going to be a doctor. And I used to talk to the guy a lot because he used to work the day shift, his bar a lot. And we were talking about why so many... Artists and musicians of our generation die in their late 20s. He goes, well, here's the problem. He goes, you know, he goes, there's a reason why first grade starts, you know, when you're six years old and teenager. You know, uh, we start say you can drive around 14, 15, 16, because it was sometimes earlier in life at one time. He goes, and why are you considered an adult at 21? He goes, your body goes through these cycles, and they're seven-year cycles. This is what the guy told me. I don't know if we got any doctors here who can confirm or. Contribute. So your body goes through seven-year cycles. So all the way up, you know, you, who you were when you were born, all the way up to about six or seven, your cells have totally regenerated. Same thing around 14. Cells totally. Growth, life, strength. 14 to 21, total regeneration of cells. 21 to 27, and that's when it begins to slow down. That early the cells either don't generate that fast or don't generate at all. And the aging process now takes over. And the problem is, for a lot of artists and musicians, especially those who are living a high life, who are living that rock and roll lifestyle, they've also developed a level of uh, tolerance to certain drugs and alcohol. Not so much that they can handle it, but it takes more and more and more for them to enjoy it. So as the body's slowing down, The need for drugs and alcohol to have any sort of effect grows. And for many of them, that leads to death. So um, that's why so many people, uh, according to uh, Short Order Cook, whose wife left him for a guy from Starsky and Hutch, uh, that that's the reason why. Uh, Nancy Amon says, I've heard the seven-year cycles are for real and a time of significant change. That is correct. So I don't know how it goes now as I'm 65. I don't know which cycle I'm in. Uh, should probably be in the wash and wrench cycle. So, <laughs> I tell you what I shouldn't be on is a bicycle. You might call it a bicycle, but I think you say it wrong. So that's just a little something to start off the show telling you about there um, because I didn't really have anything else to talk about. I took the weekend off, man. I mean, we did the show yesterday, but uh, I found myself this Saturday. I have in my backyard a real live, honest-to-goodness, Wooden rocking chair bought by my wife for me for either Christmas or my birthday. I can't remember which one. Uh, maybe it was for All Saints' Day. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, was it was for my birthday. A uh, grandson Sullivan, who is directly under my chair here, uh, explained it. Explained, yeah, he goes, "Your birthday, for your birthday." And that's why we need young people around, because as we get older, we might leave the house with any shoes on, or might have our shoes in our head and our hats on our feet, unless the young people tell us that. Your age divided by seven is supposed to be the cycle you're in. So that'd be what? The eighth cycle for me? Ninth? Ninth cycle? I'm right around the ninth cycle. Eighth or ninth cycle. There's supposed to be no math on this show, Nancy. <laughs> now we got math. Um, I found myself sitting, <coughs> and it's a cool rocking chair. And to be honest, I've always wanted a rocking chair. I ever wanted a rocking chair because I was a little kid, and there was a famous picture of John F. Kennedy sitting in a rocking chair. So, uh, and speaking of rocking chairs, my good friend Arthur Belkine's here. Uh, we think he's the king of the rocking chairs. Um, so, but I got this rocking chair, and it's in my backyard. It's on my back porch, which is small, okay? And uh, I found myself, I went there, it was a nice day. You could sit outside, it wasn't too hot, a little humid, and just sat there for about four hours, just rocking back and forth, watching the world go by, and I think it was the most important four hours of my life. Because my head has been a sizzling and a popping and a burning and a breaking lately. We started a new wing of the business in the last few months. Yes, right. That's right, Arthur. Now I'm off my rocker. That's right. So um, you mean literally because I'm not sitting on it. (laughs) That's funny. It's funny. Um, uh, Expanded the business to J.P.'s Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com. Well, this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, you can see, um, damn it, I want to say it's Jonathan Gregory. I want to say it's Jonathan Gregory, but I might be wrong. Uh, Surely you want to double check JPSComedyClub.com real quick, who we've got there this weekend. Um, Paul Whitney says they need to come up with a rocker chair that plays rock music. Yeah, like, rock me, baby, rock me all night long, rock me, baby, rock me, baby, so, um, we're every Thursday through com. 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 We're, We're every Thursday through Saturday. You can see some of the top headliners, not only in the city, not only in the state. Not o- what's that? Jonathan Gregory. I was right, damn it! This weekend at JP's Comedy Club, it is Jonathan Gregory. One of, uh, in my estimation, and I know anyone watching right now is going to agree. And you can type it in. I agree. One of the funniest people you will ever see. Uh, my right eye is closed. No, it's not. My right eye is not closed. What is wrong with you? Um, uh, why would he say that? Uh, Jonathan Gregory is one of the funniest guys in the nation today, um, and he's local and he's great, and he's a real gem right here in the desert. okay? Uh, no, he's half nuts if you talk to him for more than a half hour. but. Oh, Hold on. What's that? They can't see your your eyes that far away. They can't see my eyes that far away. Well, kind of. You're going like this, so it kind of looks like it's closed. Cause they go like this when I talk. It's closed. Uh, yeah, but it's not closed. It's closed. That's just a like. It's, it's just a way of making an expression, like how you doing? So like that. That's not. A, I can still see out of it. Um, you're can I go done. back to talking about Jonathan yeah, Gregory? So, so, if you to talk, you gotta come in and say hi to everybody. Come on in and say hi. Okay. So there's Sullivan Ramirez, my occasional co-host and uh, permanent grandson, uh, right there. Uh, we had fun today uh, grocery shopping, and uh, he picked out a special cut of cheese for him. Uh, but I got to tell you one thing about the cheese in this house. When in this house, you never ask, you have to ask who cut the cheese, because it's me. Um, Jonathan Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> this show's going off the rails already. Jonathan Gregory, JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road. I will be there tonight teaching one of my, um, it's oh so fun to teach, and I hope oh so fun to take stand-up comedy workshops. You can find out about all that stuff by going to JP's website or mine, Uh That's one of the things we started doing. Um, I became the chair of a, of a political, social... Uh, Hello, Solomon Diaz. What about, uh, one of the newer members of the Living on the Thin Line family and a great guy and a funny man... Just said hello here on Facebook live. I've taken over as chairman of a political, part, uh, a political social organization uh, in the last couple of months, and have been uh, holding general meetings, board meetings, and every Saturday uh, standing out on one of the main roads in my town with political signs. So I started doing that, and now I'm in this uh, bizarrely cantankerous, bizarrely controversial. Uh, elections for the, uh, be on the board of directors of my homeowner association. So uh, that, um, where I, <laughs> the only thing I haven't been called so far is short. been uh, called every name in the book and I'm going, what the heck is going on? Uh, sometimes uh, the closer you get to the ground, uh, the more bugs you see. I don't know. So all of that has been going on in my life. Uh Let's see. Champ says, I just got knocked off your show and just got back on. That's happening. You live in West Virginia. All right. But you're back and that's good. Don Shell, one of our old friends, like Mike Lawson from Missouri, has joined us. Um, so I've got three new things going on besides running workshops on Zoom and living a life. You know, uh, new expansion of the JP's Comedy Club, uh, taking over as the chairman of a social political organization here in my town. And now... Something I wasn't even going to do this time, run for the board of directors position of HOA. I did it for two years. I thought we got a lot of good, positive things done. And I go, man, maybe it's time for somebody else. And then people started attacking me for what I did uh, and then casting aspersions on my good name. And uh, Don, Mike, you're from Missouri. And you know how we feel if someone starts to attack our name. That's my name people were attacking it. People said terrible things about me. Man called me a human cockroach. Why? Because I made the grass green and put electric lights out. And I didn't do it. The board did it. The community knew who we were when they elected us, that we were civic minded. And with the town growing leaps and bounds at this subdivision, this community to grow with it. But I guess a lot of people are mad at us because we don't go around uh, towing their neighbors' cars or constantly finding their neighbors they're mad about that and then they get mad if you find them i don't know i don't want to talk about that a lot today all right arthur belkind says i was elected precinct committee person for a legislative district four have been in touch with adrian fontes a lot going to start promoting him for governor adrian fontes by the way if you guys don't know it i know adrian arthur knows adrian we both did uh 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 charitable uh shows uh where adrian was a participant is the uh um uh What's the exact title, Arthur? He's the, uh, he's the guy in charge of elections in Maricopa County, Adrian Fontes. He's the guy making sure that the ballots get in, the ballots get counted, and everybody has a right to vote. And damn, I have seen few people as good at their job as Adrian is. His belief and his ability to make that belief come true, that everybody, every citizen in Maricopa County has a right to vote. Before he was uh, the, um, I believe it's secretary... Uh, there was an election out here where you had lines that were two, three hours long. Now, he's reduced a lot of that. He's opened up polling places. That's right. It, we've, got a, we've got a man who's making sure that everybody has the ability to vote and that the process isn't made so cumbersome that uh, uh, it's a de facto vote suppression. Adrian Fontes. All right. You know what? We're, we're bouncing all over the wall here today. And I, I hope it's the same way where you live. Now, my wife and I, Shirley, out here in Maricopa, we got a great mayor, different political party than me, but a great guy and a great mayor, Christian Price. And he made sure that there was even a, uh, the uh, voting van that would pick up your ballots, was brought out here twice to our city in a massive, massive uh, county, not so much person-wise, but mileage-wise, and uh, we've been on the permanent early voting list for years. We're going to talk about voting sometime this week and how I switch from uh, being very excited to do in-person voting on the day of an election to uh, really seeing the benefits of uh, early vote by mail. Uh, because of all the hoopla, a lot of people were worried. Christian Price made sure that the um, clean elections van was out here in Maricopa. And Shirley and I got our ballots, able to fill out our ballots and drive them about two miles from our house and make sure that they got placed into a ballot box where we know they'll be counted, was able to even go on a website and see that our ballots have been accepted. So for those of you to think Arizona is just either, um, I don't know what you think it is, you know, uh, or you think that um, a lot of communities are just uh, mean old people who hate young people and try to make lives miserable for people and stuff, it's not true, there's some great, 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 great people out here, okay? Uh, we urge you to come out here and you are this, this state is grown by leaps and bounds Leaps and bounds. All right. Let's get to the music. Okay. Uh, who am I going to recommend today? Who now uh, some of these albums that we're, um, discussing, uh, we've discussed before, but we've instituted a new policy on the show where we actually, uh, <coughs> put up a clip, uh, like a YouTube, not a clip, but an entire song from one of the albums so that for, for months, we just recommended him, hope you'd listen to him, and I hope you did. But we thought, let's make it easier for people. So we put up a YouTube clip right away. And we're gonna talk right here about, uh, talked about him before just a few months ago, but uh, can't talk about him enough. All right, Mr. John Lee Hooker. Mr. John Lee Hooker, the how, how, how guy. John Lee Hooker. If you listen to ZZ Top, you know John Lee Hooker. If you listen to Canned Heat, you know John Lee Hooker. If you watch the Blues Brothers movie, you know John Lee Hooker. John Lee Hooker was was one of the most important guitarists of the 20th century into the 21st century. His style, his boogie style, which was based on using a guitar to play boogie woogie, which was usually driven by piano in the 30s and 40s, became one of the most important iconic guitar riffs in the history of the world. The history of the world. John Lee Hooker inspired more people to pick up a guitar than Keith Richards himself, or Eddie Van Halen, or anyone. He inspired that whole generation of people, kids, poor kids, broke kids, white kids, black kids, brown kids, sitting in their homes, listening to the radio, to pick up a guitar and give us the gift of music, and they became his Boogie Chillin'. This album is a cool album because it's the very best of John Lee Hooker. So it's got a ton of stuff on here. It's got Dimples, which was a big hit for him, uh, Boogie Chillin', which is just an ass kicker, Little Wheel, Crawlin' Snake, No Shoes, Tupelo, Side B, Drugstore Woman, Boom Boom, Hobo Blues, I'm In The Mood, Whiskey and women and dusty road. Now the song we're gonna recommend uh, is gonna be uh, "Boogie Chillin." I would I recommend uh, I would recommend um, um, "Boom Boom," but it's kind of familiar. It's kind of familiar, so we're going for something a little different. This was the stuff. This was this was. He is a true progenitor. Okay. Now this album talks about him uh, starting out. He was he came from that magical place. Where poverty met ambition down in the plantations of Mississippi near Tupelo, I believe in Tutwiler, okay, where the massive plantations, were, where so many of our great blues artists uh, uh, rose up from. Came from there, went to Chicago, reached out to the world, did stunning, stunning stuff. Um, illiterate, could not read or write, but man, could he write a song. So if you want to hear something, you go, oh, wow. How long ago did this song "Boogie Chillin'" I actually think actually comes from the 1940s, from the 1940s, but still resonates today. Na 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 na, na 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 He was first introduced to me not as a person. I never met him as a person, unfortunately, but musically by a bunch of kids from Woodland Hills, California. They formed a group called Canned Heat. Canned Heat is now one of the forgotten classic rock bands of the 60s. Uh, as we're listening to Zeppelin in the Doors and uh, all the things that you you could love from back then. Canned Heat's fallen a little bit by the wayside. Uh, they put out an album well, right around in the late 60s, right around 1970, called Hooker in Heat. They made me go, wow, what is this? Because the first time I ever heard a John Lee Hooker riff was at a dance hall in Missouri that at the time I think it was called the Thunderbird, sitting in a little strip mall back, you know, tucked up against a hill full of trees and a field full of weeds. There was a little uh, broken down retail outlet and somebody opened up a teen dance hall there and bring brand, brands in from uh, St. Louis to play for us. And there was a band that played that played the Canned Heat Boogie. And I remember sitting there as a kid, like 12, too scared to ask any girls to dance and try to be careful not to head over to one side of the dance hall where a bunch of tough kids were. that would just like beat you up. What are you doing here, punk? Uh, and just being mesmerized by this rhythm done by this local band, when I asked them, I go, "What is that?" And they go, "It's called the Canned Heat Boogie, but Canned Heat." And I was hooked on that rhythm, hooked on that melody. Later on, listen to the album, listen more what Canned Heat did. And when ZZ Top came out with Trace Ombres and did uh, uh not Jesus Just Left Chicago, but um, what is the name of the tune? It's about the whorehouse. They did that, I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's candy, wait a minute, that's John Lee Hooker, but no one, everybody's going, we don't care, man, it's really good. But you can't take away from what ZZ Top did. Okay, John Lee Hooker has lived with us and been in our hearts and souls for almost all of us since before we were born. And his music will be here after. And if you want to hear something that kind of gets you down low and makes you feel high without having to take a single drink or drug, you're going to want to listen to uh, <coughs> LaGrange. Thank you, Don Shell. That was the uh, ZZ Top tune, LaGrange, which is about a uh, house of prostitution in Texas. That was a John Lee Hooker riff. Uh, you're going to want to listen to John Lee Hooker. So um, for some reason, the, um, the, uh, some way it's regenerating, and now it's posted up three times in the comments, uh, boogie chilling. So uh, sometimes Facebook does some crazy things. So check that out, okay? Check out John Lee Hooker. Uh, I gotta wrap it up. I'm glad we I hung out with you guys today. No bobbleheads today. No controversy. A lot of dogs barking. A lot of dogs barking. Okay? There's either um, either someone's come by my door to ask me to vote for somebody, or the cops are coming to get me. Yeah, never. know. All right. My name's Tony Visick. Thanks a lot for watching. I'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. This has been Living on a Thin Line. Bye bye.